0: This podcast is powered by the plug. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership.
1: Boy Q Lewis and I got my man Bo right here. I
0: say what's going on man we are two beers that are interested in bourbon and whiskeys. Alright, that's where we get the that's where we got the topic from today. For real though. Alright, so this is our first show. We are gonna use it as our first show. We can go ahead and roll with that. So this is beards, bourbons, and whiskeys. So if you did just uh Google us and you found us on uh iHeartRadio or something like that, then that's what we're talking about today, man. We're talking about beards, bourbons, whiskeys. Okay. Everybody loves beers, bourbons, and Whiskeys. They do. They seriously. do. You think they do? I think they do. I think they do too. I feel like you're right, though. So, you know what? This is not going to be a normal uh, bourbon snob show. All right, we're going to talk about bourbons and whiskeys and stuff, but we're going to uh, take it to an a, a intermediate level, all right? Because by any means, we're not experts. Uh, I'm probably less of an expert than Bo.
1: <laughs> but, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't even use the word expert. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm a little experienced in it. You know? A little experienced for sure.
0: So, this is how we're going to do it, man. We're going to start off talking about uh, the, the drink of the day, and today just happens to be Jack Daniels, all right? So, we're going to get into that. Uh, but also, uh, we're not just going to talk about whiskeys and bourbons. So we're going to talk about some uh, some popular topics at the, at the time as well. Um, so let's uh, let's get into it. We're talking about Jack Daniels, uh, and here we are, right here with the Jack Daniels. Uh, if you're not familiar, Jack Jack Daniels is a Tennessee whiskey. And uh, Bo, like, what's the difference between Tennessee whiskey and let's say a Kentucky a Kentucky? do whiskeys come from Kentucky, or
1: is that just bourbon? So <laughs> Right, break it down You can really distill bourbon like pretty much anywhere, right? Okay. Yeah, everybody knows like you know bourbon is like something in Kentucky though, right? You know what I mean? you feel? Me? Sure. Um as far as whiskey goes, if it's not made distilled in Tennessee, it's not a Tennessee whiskey. Simple gotcha. as that. So it's that just real sense. simple. You know what I mean? Sounds I just exactly. keep it real simple for you. Uh so you know, whatever we make up here in Detroit or, or, or Miami is just known as whiskey.
0: Gotcha. You know. Okay, that's what's up. So, we chose Jack Daniels, uh, obviously, because uh, it's one of the more recognized brands. Something that you can just go grab off the shelf. So, if you see this on the shelf, then you know what we're talking about. So, uh, let's go ahead and bust it open, man. That's what's up. I'll let you do the honors. Well, this, this is some neighborhood stuff that we're doing right here. You don't have to tap the bottle. <laughs> no, you,
1: gotta tap the you don't got to tap the bottom. You know, it's a little, you know, a little. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> ritual, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, so I'm just gonna to, need some keys or something. Yeah, just to give you a little background while he's
0: opening the bottle, uh, where that comes from is uh probably some kind of urban folklore, right? So I've heard back when I was a child, um, not that I was drinking when I was a child, but I saw people drinking. And what they <laughs> what they did is they tapped the bottoms of the bottles to ensure that nobody got sick or threw up after they uh started drinking. I don't know if this actually works because still even after that <laughs> I saw people throwing up. So <laughs> I don't think it really works. But, um, that's just that's that's how we're doing it right now, so we got some uh some of this good Tennessee whiskey going on, then we go pour up and and then what what do they call it one finger
1: two fingers? one finger two finger basically yeah, yeah I'm gonna know, do one shot, finger uh, ounce two ounce thing. yeah I'm gonna mm-hmm. do one finger
0: that was just a I got fat fingers, so <laughs> I'll let you pour your own miseries. <laughs> all right so let let's ask you this then, and then I'll answer the question as well with the uh, jack Daniels uh when was your first time like Drinking, Jack
1: Daniels. Man, first time drinking right, Jack Do you remember Jones. that at all? I probably, I think I was in high school. because right, Yeah, I think it was like <laughs> my senior year <laughs> in high school. Okay. I think, you know, after uh, football season and whatnot, yeah. you know. and Of course it was after yeah, football of, season. of correct. course it was after football season. <laughs> you know, uh, right. just, you know, got together with some of the homies. Yeah. Had a couple of drinks, and, you know, just kind of off Jack college, a- And I think it was Jack Daniels we started with, yeah. Girl, trip I didn't have Jack Daniels until I was a super adult. Oh, straight up? Yeah, super. I didn't have... Because like in Canada, you know, you go over there, like, I got to rewind that day. It, it was, yeah, it was high school, but Canada, I think that's really when it came on, on you know, on the radar for me. Yeah. Let me get a Jack and Coke. That's just kind of like...
0: Man. You know, I know did, what I mean? I didn't start drinking Jack and Coke or Jack and anything um, until... Man, this is probably going to sound crazy. I think I was probably in my 30s, bro. Okay. Yeah, I
1: never
0: Damn. really... Yeah, I never really drunk Jack Daniels, so we're going to uh, salute to that. Well, most
1: definitely. Most <laughs> definitely. <laughs>
0: For sure. Um, so yeah, it, it is one of the uh, one of the intermediate whiskeys. Um, I think though, let's just take a sip here. It's not as smooth as some other, some others. Definitely a uh, definitely a little more uh, financially uh, obtainable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is that. It is financially it is obtainable because I think you know this bottle here, this is fifth. I think it's ran about, about bucks, twenty five bucks. <laughs> you know, twenty five bucks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean. If, if you really like whiskey, you know, you may not want to drink it. You know, you probably can not drink it neat. If you don't like whiskey, or or you're not like into it, that, like that, you know, maybe a couple ice cubes and then everybody, cubes. you know, pop. Now, when apple you say when you said uh when you said uh Jack and Coke, I know that's one of the, the
0: staple drinks mm-hmm. right there. What do you think about Coke or any kind of uh, any kind of chaser? Like, does it does it kill the the vibe of a whiskey? Because to me, I feel like it does. I feel like. Um, it, it's easier to drink when it's mixed but at the same time I think it takes away from the essence
1: of you know what the whiskey is I feel that so for me yeah yeah. um I think it, I like to taste the whiskey like you say. you know right. I drink mine neat you know straight you know uh when, when I'm drinking not going to drink that Jack Daniel's neat but you know some <laughs> <Right. laughs> <a> coke and <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but um it, so that's how I like it but I, I will say this mm. uh you know people kind of like to criticize others' drinks and yo you don't put this in that don't Drink your drink However you like it You know what right. I mean Cause yeah. I mean you, you drink it You know You can spend your money Right you So drink it, drink it Yeah you know what I mean Drink it how you like it You know right. what I mean For sure So now,
0: You said you had this Back in, in high school mm.
1: Now at this point Obviously we Senior were, year basically. Right I don't think I'm smoking of alcoholic Out there now, yeah. <laughs> Right Still under 21 Still under 21 But you know statute of Limitation go to right. war but, you know, That's a different topic Oh man That's a whole other topic Which, <laughs> which we,
0: may, we may discuss At some hey, point During hey. the season Alright but, uh, like, just drinking from then to now and then, like, your palate being different, would you ever, like, would Jack Daniels ever really be your go-to at any point now? My go-to?
1: No. no. Yeah. Okay. Never, never be my go-to. <laughs>
0: and, and why is that, though? Like, it's not it's not too harsh.
1: No, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not. It's not extra smooth either, but. To know. be quite honest, I think some of that is, is the stigma. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just, like, it's known as that Jack and Coke, you know, like, yeah. like that party or whatever, you know, right. uh um, and then I'm not I'm not a fan of the taste you know it's something I drink when I want to get drunk you know what I mean right I get straight to it yeah when get straight to it if I want something that got a little taste got a little class to it or something you know it, you, I, I know we can get into this a little later but yeah. you know Eagle Rare some Blantons, you know right. something like that yeah, And then, sure. uh, yeah but uh now, if this
0: a, like like not to be, I guess not to be offensive to anyone who Jack Daniels is, is your drink, um, I think what it is, uh, I think once you start tasting other things, this is just like mm-hmm. any any life experience. Once you start experiencing more things, then you realize what you had before really wasn't wasn't the lick, right? You know what I'm saying? Definitely wasn't the lick. Um, I do honestly like I I like it because, like I said, it's not too harsh. It's not all the way smooth like some of the things that I had. But at the same time, though, I think it's one of those intermediate steps where it's definitely better than a brandy or a cognac. That's the thing, though. I think it's a um, is a it's a black stigma. <laughs> I mean, it is, a, it is it is it's an African American stigma to to have cognac as your drink of choice, and it really is. I mean, you grew up. All you hear about is, is Hennessy and uh and uh, what's the other Martell, Martell. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, things like that. So like it was a stigma, and quite honestly, whiskeys and bourbons and scotches always seem to be uh you know white people drinks. So we we here to kind of bust up that stigma for people who not really hip to uh, bourbon or whiskey. Like this is your uh, entry level introduction to it. So that's what I want to hear. Um now, people that's listening or watching this uh, after the fact, of course. You can leave comments below if you got like you can tell us what your favorite whiskey is or your first your first whiskey experience was. Now I think that uh Jack Daniels probably was you know what I take that back. Jack Daniels wasn't my first whiskey experience. My first whiskey experience Oh, here we go. <laughs> was uh Royal Canadian. Now this is Canadian whiskey, mm-hmm. but that was my first whiskey experience. And uh, salute to my mom's man, rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember she used to buy like a uh, half a pint of, uh, uh, what, uh, was it? Can, what was it? When, it was, Windsor, it was what? Windsor Canadian, it was another one. But I think it was Windsor Canadian that I had. Okay. But, uh, like a half pint was like $250. Canada Club or something like that? They Canada? had Canada Club yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. That was okay. CC, yeah. 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 It, all, all Canadian whiskey. But, uh, yeah, half a pint be like 250
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me say this real quick though. You know, before we get off into Connect. So, you know, we talked about Tennessee whiskey, right? Mm-hmm. If it's not made in Tennessee, it's, it's whiskey. Right. But then, you know, we throw the Canada in there, and I think we throw a couple of elements in there, right? So there is Canadian whiskey. There is mm-hmm. Japanese whiskey. There is Irish, Irish whiskey, yeah. you know, that has, you know, differences and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, it may not have that same taste or bite or... You know, even like the you Canadian know, the apple tastes coffee. like water.
0: <laughs> well, at least
1: Canadian Club, yeah, yeah, we get
0: into like the uh, Canadian
1: whiskeys tend yeah. to have uh, more rise, and, and, and you know, than, than you know, just regular, just uh, uh, like Tennessee bourbon or regular right. bourbon or uh, yeah. to whiskey, I should say.
0: Now Crown Royal is a little bit different. Uh, it's, it's, still, still it's still Canadian, Canadian whiskey. whiskey, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. but but the CC
0: man, the Canadian <laughs> Club, and the Windsor, <laughs> the Windsor Canadian, some, I think it was Windsor Canadian. And uh, it was that was that was pretty rough, but that was my first experience, and obviously I wasn't supposed to be drinking. I stole it from my mom, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it definitely wasn't a great experience. Now, before we uh, started the show, though, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, you know some of the folklore uh, surrounding Jack Daniels. Now we got we're not gonna get into it all the way because we're gonna save that for a different show. Um, but uh, legend has it uh, that Jack Daniels actually borrowed. <laughs> we'll say borrowed, you know, what I'm saying we'll say borrowed. Uh, borrowed this technology from uh, a slave at the time, right? So, it was uh, a... Now, if you're familiar with Uncle Nearest, all right? So, if you've heard of that brand, um, like I said, I don't want to get too far into it, all right? Um, Because it's such an interesting story. But, like I said, I I really don't want to get all the way into it. But, uh, the legend has it that uh, a slave uh, by the name Nearest, uh, that that was his nickname, I believe. Yeah, it was was like Nathan
1: Nearest Green or something. Exactly, yep,
0: that's it. And uh, so... He actually had the technology, uh, began to be uh, Jack Daniels' uh, mentor, I guess you would call it. Uh, he learned all the distillery game, and then, of course, dude was a slave, so mm. <laughs> Jack Daniels came through uh, with Jack Daniels, and mm. that's what you have here. So, just recently, maybe about three, uh, almost three years ago, uh, a young lady uh, by the name of uh, Fawn, right? What was this? Fawn? Weaver, Yes, Fawn Weaver, uh, has a company who's actually dedicated to the history of that actual uh, that actual uh time time period where you know where this happened uh so by doing that she came up with uncle nearest uh which is uh a, basically a reference to uh you know to my mans for actually coming up with the the real like the the real deal on the distillery now you had said before and this is something i didn't see you said that, that originally i came from some Of his, uh, well, it wouldn't even be ancestors at that point, it would have been, yeah, some family members, right? Yeah, so like
1: whether it's his father or grandma, whoever yeah. it was, but um, so like where his family came from in West Africa when they were you know stolen from Africa, um, that they were really big into the, the distillation and the fermentation processes there, right? As far as you know, using fruits and things like that, so they already had knowledge about the whole, you know, the distilling process. Yeah. You know, just you throw in a couple of different equations, you know, like, just like black folks anywhere else, you know, we're going to make that shit work. You know what I mean? I was just going to (laughs) say. And just like anything
0: else, most things that, most things that happen in America have been borrowed Mm. from uh, other technologies. Mm. So, uh, if, if you're a normal, uh, bourbon snob, then you may not even, you may not even like this show (laughs) because we going to be talking a little bit of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Now, just to get off of, off of the whole, like the whole whiskey thing, for just a moment, uh, we just uh, kind of piggybacking on it, but kind of off of it. Uh, what I did want to talk about today is uh, entrepreneurship, right? And this is obviously something that's uh, that's prevalent in this situation here, especially when you figure that somebody who was a slave at some point could have actually had a whole enterprise at this point. And I, I bring that up because I was thinking about back in the, back in the day, uh, quite a few years ago, when I was a young man. Uh, I did an internship at Black Enterprise magazine right and Black Enterprise is a, obviously a black owned and black founded uh business uh period uh, not periodical i guess they do call them that still but uh it's a magazine
1: media company yeah media right? company yeah, yeah whole media company
0: actually yeah cuz they got uh digital everything now but at the same time i'm thinking like w- while i was there i saw the importance of it like it's like you know it's not a lot of us and we need an outlet to like show uh black entrepreneurism now I guess my question to you is, uh, do you think that that is still important? Like, is it is it important to be a black entrepreneur as important as being just an entrepreneur? Period. Like, do we still need to have that divide?
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because um, if you just keep it to entrepreneur, I mean, we we see that. I mean, that, that's nothing more than somebody you know from the hood. That's nothing more than you know gentrification, right? Really, I mean. Yeah. If, People coming in, you know, flipping properties and, you know, things <laughs> like that. that's really what it is. Right. Um, well, the aspect of it anyway. But yeah. so, yeah, I think it's important that we see our own people, you know, uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, you know, like, like Fawn Weaver doing big things. Well, you know, yeah, so, yeah. things that were initially our idea. But, you in know, you got point. this whole brand of Jack Daniels, you know, that, uh, is, like you said, is a whole, like, is a whole, it's it's not, it's not, it's like an icon in American it, right? it is, it's you know, an icon. You know, based off of... Uh, The knowledge of a slave, you know. So, yeah, I think it's very important you make that designation. Yeah.
0: And and I was thinking that, too. And I think that's why it was important for this whole Uncle Nearest brand to be, to even be what it is. Only because, like, I think we need to know that history. Especially as as black people who are looking for um, longevity. Because this is the thing. I think that we spent so much time trying to be rich that we never thought about the idea of being wealthy. And, like, mm. this is wealth, though. This is generational wealth. Like, Jack Daniels, we're talking about in the 1800s. So, you're talking about, like, 200 years huh. of wealth, yeah. though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, we don't look at it like that. And I think for uh, for Fawn, man, salute to her. Because even though this is not her uh, direct lineage, you know what I'm saying? Like, she is still keeping on a legacy, right. though. And right. then this, in turn, is going to build her legacy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, I think, that yeah, definitely this is a, this is a thing. Uh, what I what I don't know, what I don't know, and, and this is, isn't just always just about uh, about entrepreneurship. But what I what I don't know is how effective it is to continue. And this is probably gonna be weird to say, to continue the, the the divide between you know the races. If we continue to do that, will we ever become a part of the mainstream history? Though, if we make everything like. If we make everything Black History, if we like you know a Black person did, this, a Black person did that. At, at some point, we we need to be the, ma- the majority where we don't have to say that. I, I think I think that's what I'm trying to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with you. You need almost to a point where. Yeah, you want to get respect and, and credit where, where credit is due. Yeah. But almost, I think also to a point, you don't want to water down Black history, right? Yeah. Where just everything is this, everything is us, and you know. And, and like I, I get that, you know. Right. Um, but then. If it's everything, you know, what's important and, you know, what really stands out, you know, what am I really learning, those type of things, right? Right. So, I think when it's everything, you know, we, people tend to take take it for granted, you know? This is true. So, too. you make I that, agree. if you do make that designation, then you, I, I think that's why we keep the identifier on it, like, yeah, we did this, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, identifier. Yeah, right? for sure. yeah, for sure. But uh, if, if it's, you know, say, you know, you, you got a guy like a, a like, Jeff Bezos with Amazon, right? Okay. You know, we just can't go and say, oh, a black person really thought about the idea of Amazon. I mean,
0: yeah, so I think that, uh, I think I know your feelings on <laughs> that shit, obviously. I
1: think, yeah. Yeah, I, think I already know. <laughs> Anybody but, knows me. Really?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I, just, I just don't want to continue the divide and then we lose, like, because at some point, I know this is probably not rational, but I I want to be recognized in the general and the overall history and not just always be
1: reduced to black history. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, yeah, you want to, you want that, that fraction to become part of the whole. I guess you know exactly. You know, I was, yeah. I feel like, yeah, which yeah. is
0: probably, yeah, it's probably
1: not reasonable. But I mean, I can understand you know wanting that to happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is just me being negative or just being a realist. I don't think it's ever going to happen. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's uh, you sound like a lot of people. <laughs> but um, and, and then again, you look at the other, the other side of the coin. It may have to happen at some point because. You know, you look at the rest of the world, you know, they they follow Mm -hmm. behind what we do in the United States. Right. And the United States follows behind usually what the black culture is doing. Exactly. You know, so at some point, yes, that designation has to be made. You know what I mean? Like, you know, know, I I can remember growing up, you know, pops, moms talk about, you know, rap and whatnot, just... Oh, that's just the fad. It's gonna go away. And you look at it now, you know, not at all, right? Right. So I think it's at some point, yeah, later, yeah, people won't have to recognize that. You know, that's just what it is. Yeah, that's right? what
0: it is. Now, with this, uh, I think this is a major step, though. Especially, uh, uh well, I'm t- talking about the Uncle Nearest, uh, distillery. I think this is a major step because you're talking about whenever you talk about alcohol, um, I think about one of the one of the biggest industries, like in the, in America or if not the world. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like I think it's one of the major industries. So mm-hmm. to have a you know a, a kind of a foothold on that, I think it's something major, something that we can definitely build off of. And I think that stories now, after this uh after Jack Daniels story, I think we gonna start hearing about other ones too that kinda probably did the same <laughs> thing. I'm
1: guessing. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm some sure, of the
0: right? some of the uh Something like the Irish whiskeys and stuff like other places, maybe not so much. Yeah. Maybe I'm not sure because I don't know. Black people is everywhere, right. but the ones here though, I'm, it's no doubt that there's some stuff that's been stolen because they knew how to do stuff, or they were forced to know how to do things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, that you probably would have never had no idea, of. just like you know the, the cotton gin and shit like that. Right. We won't get all into we won't that. Exactly. We won't get all the yeah, way into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, that's black entrepreneurship though. So it, it leads me back in another circle into this and I think black entrepreneurship is, is definitely, it's super important now. And I have to be honest when I say that when I was there, uh, again, many moons ago, um, I, I saw the importance of it. And then as I, as I got older and I started seeing, uh, more black millionaires, more black mm. billionaires uh, and some, uh, you know, some, with some some real ownership, mm-hmm. I started thinking that maybe it's not as important, and I think I, I start falling into that trap. Cause I, I mean, it is a trap though. When you look at it though, right? It, yeah, it like really, they, really is. They, yeah. they feed you the narrative like you know what you've overcome, mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 no, we haven't. No. <laughs> no, we haven't. But it make you feel like that though. So then you see stories like this, and and it, it motivates you again. Like you know what, we getting our just do. But right. this is one liquor though. Yeah, this is yeah, one exactly. distillery. Which I'm not complaining because we got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that there's others, and I'm sure there's other things that we want to we need to uncover. But at the same time, how much energy do we spend on that instead of just creating <laughs> creating something else? I don't want. But you know what? I feel bad. I said that though, because then by saying that, it's like disregarding somebody else's legacy. So you're kind of stuck in the middle, right? Stuck in the middle a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right.
1: I see where you're coming from, though. It's, right. I mean, it, 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 at some point, it's just you know, <laughs> yeah. Like 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 this morning, right? Or mm-hmm. uh, the whole the whole Shack and, and, and Papa John's thing, like something like right, that. Right? right. right. I, think, I think that's like a prime prime example. True. You know, I wanted to bring you know those locations to HBCUs and things like that. Right. And um, you know, here's where I have faults at it with, right? You know, I, I've I've gotten I see nothing wrong with, with his intentions, you know, okay. or anyone's intentions that, that's trying to do that, right? But. But, yeah, it's going to be a but, you know. <laughs> but. You, you. When, when you have someone that has blatantly show, shown to you that, hey, this is what I think and feel about you. Yeah. Right? Then I've I, I got an issue with that. you know, right. And then, you know, we and I think we now always. We talking about the CEO of Papa John. Sorry. Right right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. whether or not, you know, you're 1% that believes that in that company 99%, you know, uh, 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 may have different views. Right. Like we spoke earlier, you build, yeah. build 10,000 bridges. Yeah, you know (laughs) that one. That one, you know, that one is the face of your company. You know, so (laughs) make make a long story short. You know, basically is if they want to come back into the community and do that, you know, I I really need. I need a long, detailed plan of how. You know, just putting a location on campus that you know doesn't help anybody. You know, on that campus, really, it helps whoever owns that franchise or whatever. That's what helps. Yeah. Now, what?
0: What if he was able to do something like that though? To bring it on campus and allow students to have a percentage of the franchise, would that be something?
1: That would be something. I don't well, think like, that'll ever happen. You know, I don't yeah. think your shareholders, especially in the publicly traded company, I don't think your shareholders would like let that happen. But I mean, you can you, know, you can franchise as you know what I'm saying, right? You, you can franchise, but, right. but still, you know, even though you franchise, you still are you know, every company has that policy. Yeah, that probably, you got yeah. to follow you know X, yeah. Y, and Z, right? And so, low key that'd be dope though. That you yeah, Lokey, it definitely be dope, and yeah, I think yeah, something sure. like that needs to happen. But then. To tell you the truth, to look at yeah, that outside of the coin. We're going to work on this shit. <laughs> we're going to get a franchise from one of you HBCU, my <laughs> That would be dope. Yeah, it would be. But to keep it all the way 100, though, like uh, the shareholders you have a valid point, right? So in a capitalistic society, yeah. you know, if you want into this company, you know, do like, what? Buy into it. Buy into yeah, it. Yeah, you know, even though, yeah, so yeah. we have different so, circumstances.
0: So perhaps, perhaps he could put up the money for them to buy into it.
1: I mean, what I'm saying is this: Yeah, that that could be a. Pop- I just want to see what it looks like, what it's laid out. Yeah. Who's going to benefit? Who's going to profit? You know, is 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 there really going to be somebody from like a, 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 a not privileged, you know, disadvantaged background is going to be able to take advantage, right. or is this is going to be? somebody's, you know, niece or nephew same, that you happen to know old. or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So I want that's that's what I need for a company like that to, to benefit what's gonna <laughs> so what because think about what yeah, think about what they're gonna get, you know? Oh, that yeah. one location alone. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I need to you know what we get from this too. It's, not just it's not just shitty ass not just oh, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's pizza on the on the college
0: campus, so definitely it's gonna make yeah, money. Most yeah. definitely. So, most yeah. definitely. So you're trying to see who to really benefit from it. Yes. But, yeah. Well, I think this is where that entrepreneurship, uh, you know, what I'm saying, conversation comes into mm-hmm. play. If, if you're able to at least convince uh, kids on campus to to figure out a way to invest, like maybe if, even if they came up with a partial amount of the uh, uh, franchisee. Uh, investment and then maybe like uh, Shaq or any other board members uh, like match their, uh, you know, match them in,
1: in order for them to be able to get that establishment? So let me tell you, I'll be on board for something like this, right? Mm-hmm. So if Papa John's came and they say, hey, um, let say recent, you know, HBCU graduate, you right. know, within two years or whatever. Okay. If you come to us with 5,000, you know, We'll, we'll we'll go through the process of you owning this franchise. Oh, nice. Gotcha. But okay. it won't be absentee ownership, right? Gotcha. So you're going to have to put in work into this franchise. Word. But eventually, yes, it could be yours over a number of years or whatever, you know, whatever okay. that looks like. Okay. Like, if they were willing to do something like that, yeah. okay, I got it. Then yeah. then you got some cachet. You got something to say within that company, right? Gotcha. you are a franchise owner. Right. You know? Okay. I mean, man, yeah, I if you're just a that. customer there, then it's just like, yeah. all right, whatever. You know? it, Yeah, customers only
0: benefit the, the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we already know that. But, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea, though. We should put that on paper and, and send that to Shaq because he on the board, right? Hey, he on the board, yeah. yeah. Hey, that would be some, you know what? Yeah, uh, yeah. we might have to edit that up. <laughs> that's a good idea. I don't want nobody to steal it. But, no, that, that would actually be dope. And I think that's that's another thing just about entrepreneurship and, and, and franchise and stuff. Um, it, it all goes back to what we're talking about in the inner city schools anyway, is that there needs to be some avenues for uh, financial literacy and entrepreneurship and financial literacy? I think uh, go hand in hand because you can't you can't own a business if you don't know how finances work. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, these public schools, man, it definitely needs to be something that's more implemented um, just to learn how to use money. Like it right. really, like it's really a thing. And I, I say that because I'm speaking from experience that I didn't have. I didn't have that. Like I didn't have that knowledge. I didn't have that skill set. That's why I went to college and made all these uh all this college debt, not only from from loans, but from credit cards. Right. Like that I'm probably owed 600 dollars for like a pizza that I bought from Domino's back back in
1: 98. You know what I'm saying? So and, and that's 100 percent true, man. Yeah. And and I don't want to get too far too far into this, too, you know, deep into the weeds, but mm-hmm. and just and just to let, you know, talk about financial literacy. And, and like debt is not necessarily a bad thing either, right? Mm-hmm. And then what I mean by that is let's say you know I got an extra 5000 or whatever I got you know I missed that or whatever I do with it mm-hmm. and then I see you know a, a pretty attractive interest rate where I can borrow a little bit more money mm-hmm. and I can flip that into something you know and get off of that right. and then pay back the loan plus I get to keep a little sum get something extra you know so so not all the time is it, it, debt a bad thing just want to put that out there because you know like when we think, oh man, we get more debt, you know. And see, that's a part of financial literacy. Right, though, right. Because, you know, we, we, we see debt
0: as debt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We don't see it. We see the debt as a, a deficit. Right. And that's not always the case. Exactly. A lot of times the debt is leading to something bigger. Mm-hmm. And that's why, and that's again, I think we spoke about this not too long ago. Um, that's why a lot of older black people, especially, um, they won't invest in anything. Because mm-hmm. that, that instant return out there. Mm-hmm. And I understand from their standpoint, because... They not hip. Like yeah. I, I don't have no other way to say it. They just not hip. Right. So it's like put your head down, work hard, get that <laughs> get that paycheck that you know you guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And see, that's our thing. I think we we're, we're a little bit more risky. I think yeah. we're a little more risky because we know that the everyday guaranteed check doesn't always equal happiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It may present stability and all of that stuff, but I mean, are you happy doing it?
1: Right. Now, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the bottom line, man. I mean, because if you think about it, if you work for anybody else but yourself, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not I'm not down to anyone who works for, you know, regular 95, that, that's cool, you know what I mean? I work right. regular 95, right? Right. But really, if you work for anyone, then, yeah, way, you know yeah. what I mean? You, you, really, you really, I don't want to say you live for that company, but it, you are really waking up in the morning and going to sleep mm-hmm. at night for that company, you know, everything you do in between is exactly. based on that, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, you know, whether that's something little, something large we decide to get into, you know, yeah. from the entrepreneur's side, but... but you know, not, have another side, have a side hustle, have an extra streaming income, basically, right? That's, that's all yeah. I was gonna say. Like, cause I,
0: I can't, you know, entrepreneurship not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a scary thing. It's not reliable. Right. right. Um, it's ups and downs. It's probably it's probably worse than the dope game. Like, <laughs> like it really is. Like, yeah. you gotta take the you gotta take the falls. You gotta take the rebounds right. and all that stuff. And you have to. You are relying completely on yourself, and that's scary for a lot of people. I mean, it's scary for me. Like, I <laughs> get it. I understand that, so that's why I say a lot of people the stability of a nine to five is dope, so you can have that. But I, right. what, I, what I can't understand, and again, like not you know, I'm not dogging nobody's lifestyle, but I can't understand somebody who does a nine to five and doesn't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like it's got to be it's got to be something else on this earth that you wanted to do. Right. Right. You know, that's all I'm saying. Like it ain't got to be major. Like mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you forever had a book in your head, then. I at least need you to be writing this book on the side and publishing it with this, with this nine to right. five money.
1: Like use this nine to five money right. for something mm-hmm. other than bills. Like just focus for someone that's written six books. Though, <laughs> you know what I mean? So ain't right. like you just saying that. You exactly, know
0: saying? exactly. And that was my thing. Like I always wanted to write a book and I had that nine to five. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to publish it myself. And I use that nine to five money to publish it. You know what I'm saying? So like even, I, and I think I, we talked about this on, on another show. But uh I think also too we get caught up in yo your, your interpretation of success. Right. I mean yo right. success needs to be what you gauge it to be. Like for me, I I knew that I knew that from studying like old old writers and one of my uh favorite writers, uh James Baldwin. Um I understood that things don't become classic honestly to after you did. <laughs> like it's it's the truth. Like if you're a writer Um, you're going to be hard-pressed to get instant gratification. So, Mm -hmm. at this point, my my goal wasn't to make a whole bunch of money. My goal was to to leave a a written legacy. And you know what I'm saying? And I did that. So, for me, I feel like that was success. Everybody's success, you know, you might think you need to be a New York Times bestseller. Um, That would be cool. That would be icing on the cake. Right. But that's not what I set out to do. So, I feel like I've, I've made a successful decision. And I think what people start doing is worrying about... Um, their aspect of, of success and what other people mm-hmm. think of their success. They, if you do that, you never go. All you gonna oh, do man. is that you nine to always, five. Yeah, you, always chasing it. <laughs> you go you all chasing, chasing it. Yep. You just gotta jump out and get it, man. Yep. Hey, look. So we done got way off track. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thanks to Jack Daniels. So obviously, <laughs> it works. <laughs> now, let me ask you about this though, mm-hmm. about Jack Daniels, and uh, in particular, since it's the one we're drinking right now. Um, I know we're drinking it neat right now, mm-hmm. like. But does adding ice? Take away from it all? Because I, I know a lot of people is like, man, don't do nothing to it. Like, just pour it out. You know what I'm saying? Don't
1: put it in the refrigerator or nothing. So, again, I got two answers. For me, <laughs> I don't like putting ice in mine, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe once in a blue moon, I will. Um. But, again, for drinking how you like it. You know yeah. what I mean? If you like ice in it, drink it with ice in it. You yeah. know, if you like it on the rocks or whatever. You know, if you like it with a, with a shot of ginger. However you like it. Like I said, that's your money, you know. You pay for it. It's <laughs> you your money. You, you know, want that one yeah, that wants to enjoy it, <laughs> right? You know, sure. so you drink it how you like it. You know, personally, I choose not to. Yeah, for yeah,
0: sure. Yeah. I I do like, uh, honestly. I since I've gotten into whiskeys and bourbons, I have I have stopped unless unless I'm drinking to get drunk. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I drink to get drunk. And uh, that means I'm so adding, nice. yeah, I'm adding a lot of ice and a lot and <laughs> a lot of pop because I'm trying to drink fast. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I do that every now and then. All right. So a lot of bourbon snobs are not going to admit that. All right. So that's why I'm not a bourbon snob, uh, but I just drink bourbon. But um, yeah, I think that with whiskeys and bourbons, I think that there there are distinct tastes to them, and I think mm-hmm. I in order to enjoy that, in order to get that for real satisfaction, I I would rather have it without ice too now again when i'm trying to get drunk <laughs> i'm right. just drinking yeah, you know so yeah, i'm just yeah, drinking yeah. like you drink it how you like it jack and Coke, please right <laughs> for, for sure, sure. right for or a, when you're at the easy street saloon jack and pepsi <laughs> yeah jack, jack
1: and lemonade jack and lemonade, jack lemonade right. in the Street Saloon. now what
0: about that though juice as opposed to to pop or yeah. soda yeah, depending on who's watching
1: for sure i think it's another you know, another decent option because uh some folks don't like the carbonation right yeah true. you know um and, and then with, with, with some some bourbons I don't want to say bourbon. Uh let's just say some alcoholic drinks. You know, typically you more of your vodka's and your gins, you know, that juice will bring out juice some right, more flavor, you know what I mean? True. Um so yeah, it, it's, it's another option, you know, like lemonade's always good, you know, like the, you know the whole the, uh uh what do you call Arnold Palmer, you know? Right. You know, people who drink those. <laughs> of yeah, that. so yeah,
0: I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's so. actually a real drink. Yeah, though, for right? sure. Yeah. Palmer, yeah. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to try
1: that. <laughs> I mean, it's decent, you know, uh, you know it's you more try like it an yeah, like outside drink, you know, I golfing guess. or something, chilling whatever, smoking a cigar, you know. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so those folks don't like the carbonation, definitely, you know, spirit, you know try some juices, you know. For so, sure. Yeah. All
0: right, well, since this is our, our first show, we're getting ready to get up out of here. I did want to, I did want to ask this, um, for, you know, just from your opinion, mm-hmm. people who are, you know, when, people like us who are from, uh, inner city neighborhoods, mm-hmm. Uh, never really got hip to whiskey and, and bourbons and stuff like that. So people who kind of stuck in the cognac kind of phase, because it's a lot of black people that <laughs> drink cognac, and it, it's no diss to cognac. It's just that I've, I've drank so much of that coming up, like I'm like I'm over it now. Yeah. Like I'm super cool on cognac. I'm straight mm-hmm. on it. But like for people who haven't had whiskey, who drink a lot of cognac or other things, what would you say to them, like to to get them hip to to whiskey? Like what what would you say to them would, would be a benefit for them? Cause I like for me. Um, I let just think about that one for a minute. Mm-hmm. For me, the benefit was, um, for whatever reason, uh, they both dark liquors. And it's mm-hmm. probably the same amount of sugar in both of those, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, dog, the the bourbons and the whiskeys just they just they taste better. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it was simply a taste thing. I had drunk Hennessy for so long that um, and it was always it was always nasty. Right. Like it was always nasty. Mm-hmm. But I drink whiskeys and bourbons, and it and it actually tastes good. So that was that was my main thing. And it didn't it didn't leave me feeling. Uh, Like a lot of cognac do. Like cognac leave me feeling sick like the next day. (laughs) Whiskies and bourbons don't. I've drank my fair amount of both. So (laughs) I'm confident in saying that. But for uh, somebody who hasn't had this experience with any kind of whiskey, like what would you tell them? Like how would you get them off of the cognac?
1: So I think you brought up, you know, two really good aspects, right? Taste and then how it makes you feel. For sure. Um, You know, yes, I think whiskey, bourbon, tastes a little bit better than cognac. Oh, yeah. Um, And whenever I have, you know, had a little too much to vibe on, I'm right? Just a little less, hun- less. You ain't know, hungover, you know, on bourbon and whiskey. Yeah. Um. But I would say that the one thing I, I would tell folks, you know, and, you know, and I think that goes in line perfectly with our conversation about entrepreneurship and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Really, I got into the bourbons and whatnot as as a networking tool, right? True. You right. know. Uh, True. You know, just being out there, really, you know, keep it really real amongst white folks, and this was yeah. like, hey, Carl. You, you ever had this? Right. You know, I'm like, I don't know what that is, because right. Right. And then, and then it became the comedy. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, and, and I'm not saying go drink alcohol to get into white people's circles. You know what I mean? Uh, you can use it as a networking so, tool. So, he's not saying it, but I'll say
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Learn how to play
1: golf and drink whiskey and
0: scotch. And I bet, you know, networking <laughs> skills will go up a anyway,
1: level. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> at, at some point, yeah, you're going to have to break into those circles, right? You know I mean, because they're the ones that really control everything. Yeah. But, you know, once you do, you know, make headway for other folks. Like, we trying to do, you know, school, folks on them. Definitely. I mean, like, again, I'm not an expert. You know, I know a little bit about, you know, whiskey and bourbon. I'm just trying to put my knowledge out there. For sure. You know, I'm sure there's a bunch of y'all out there that can teach me, you know, about bourbon and whatnot. Exactly. But, but, yeah, you know, I, I used to do more as that that networking tool. And, and it just happened to so it grow on me. And I really like it. You know yeah, to I mean? like, it. Yeah, that, exactly. You
0: know? Yeah, so I think definitely it's a, a great, a positive networking tool. And I think... Like you, I think many people probably got into it like that. Um, Because I kind of got hip to it from uh, Angry Principal. Shout out to Angry Principal. Uh, (laughs) He put me hip to it because, again, same thing. Mm -hmm. He was networking with some people. And he he told me one time, he was like, bro, you can't go into the business meeting. Actually, for
1: combing.
0: Yeah. And then at first I was like, man, yeah. what? Yeah. But then he right though. Sometimes you right. do have to adapt to, mm-hmm. you know, your surroundings. And And then when you get on, you do you, make, you know, you make them adapt to what you want. Exactly, right. Once you get on. Yeah, once you get on, <laughs> Got to get your foot in the door first. Right? Yeah. 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 So so the, and the, and that's our thing. We're we're kind of we're like the in between. We like the transition between uh, the cognac drinker, <laughs> and the and the bourbon shnob. We the transition in between. So mm-hmm. that's what we're here for. Dog. We're here to let y'all know that in between to help make that transition. And you can make that transition along with us, right? So if you got comments, man, make sure you leave those comments below. And uh, if you got some questions, we'll answer those questions too on the uh, on the next one. So make sure you leave your questions. And uh, also, uh, yeah, I think that's probably about it. Yeah,
1: that's about it, bro. <laughs> I guess we gonna pour up a little bit more of this uh, Tennessee whiskey. Yeah real quick and well, we go you know, If you got $24 in your pocket and you want to get out there a little bit, i will get you a bottle of <laughs> go, track. you am going to
0: get you a, bottom, right. a bottle of track. Yeah, it's only $24, not too much, uh, probably a little bit less than, uh, some, than some good cognac cognac. Yeah, is pretty expensive. Yeah, you know? it's, it's
1: pretty expensive. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. expensive. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> For y'all VSOP drinkers out there, yeah. right? We gotta have a VSOP. Yeah. Privilege. Privilege is the okay. We not we not talking about that. Uh, yeah, uh, privilege is the best. Uh, privilege is dope though. <laughs> right <laughs> now, don't forget, man. We talked about uh, Jack Daniels today, and we alluded uh, to Uncle Nearest. Uh, we are actually going to get into that on I our say. season finale. All right. So we get that on the season finale. We're going to get into the whole history of Uncle Nearest. Ooh, so that's nice. going to be exciting. Um, so make sure you stay tuned for that. But uh, till the next time, man, you already know what it is, man. This is Beers, Bourbon, and Whiskey. It's your boy Q. Lewis. And, of course, I got my man Bo in the building. I should. All right, we'll check you all next time, man. Peace out. Salud. <laughs>